I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes podcast from PRX. Last week, I talked about a few albums from the Best of Echoes 2020 so far list. Today, I've got an interview with the musician who made that list, Moby. His latest album, All Visible Objects, was number 17. It's an album that is presciently right for these times while also returning to an earlier, more techno Moby sound. That's coming up in a few seconds. Art Dance Records is one of the new labels to spring up in the last decade, covering a range of ambient, electronic, neoclassical, and new age music. It's run by flutist Sherry Finzer, who you've heard on Echoes many times with her own records, ranging from the electronic spaces of Majestica to the flute meditations of Transcendence, recorded in a 60-foot-tall water tank. On Heart Dance Records, you can find the down-tempo electronica of Elion and the refracted solo piano of Peter Manning Robinson. New releases on Heart Dance include Portals, a dynamic electronic opus by Ben Blackett, the pan-global orchestrations of Scott Reich's Interbeing, Elements of Connection, and Sherry Finch's own Strawberry Moon Meditation, a 67-minute work for bass flute and synthesizers. You can find this and more at heartdancerecords.com or find Heart Dance Records on bandcamp.com. I've interviewed Moby several times on the show, and her latest one finds him in a more contemplative, private mood. Here's Moby. Moby came to renown in the 1980s with a mix of hook-driven electronic dance songs like Go and Feel So Real, and more underground, ambient music. He exploded in 1999 with Play, an album that has remained loved and ubiquitous. He's also released a pair of memoirs, The Triumphal Porcelain, and the brutally candid, kind of self-loathing follow-up, Then It All Fell Apart. Now, Moby has released his 17th album, All Visible Objects, and he's sounding more reflective than ever before. I'm speaking to Moby on Zoom, but his image isn't there. Oh, I have all my cameras disabled. Probably a result of watching Mr. Robot. That's when I decided to hack you. I must ask you to kindly leave. I own everything. All your emails, all your files, all your pics. Surveillance and hacking aside, the electronic musician revealed in his second autobiography that he lived a very high and often debauched life in the 2000s after play launched him to fame. Then It All Fell Apart is a revealing, often painfully candid look at himself as an out-of-control alcoholic and drug user. But Moby has been clean and sober since 2008. He's also now middle-aged, which he reminds you about a lot. 
you know, I'm 54 years old and I, I led a dissolute life, as you might know. You know, as a middle-aged white guy, and I feel odd talking about it because I am a 54-year-old white guy. People especially don't listen to albums made by 54-year-old guys. It's a defense mechanism he uses to diminish the impact of his comments and opinions. He employs a similar technique, talking about the 2020 protests, calling himself a white guy to deflect anything he might say about them. You know, it's funny, I heard someone refer to that as being self-depreciating, and I didn't want to be that pedantic and to actually self-deprecating, although self-depreciating, there is sort of a poetic beauty to that. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think, warranted self-deprecation. It's certain, you know, it's, uh, and especially when talking about, like, movements that demographically and ethnically and socioeconomically do not involve me, you know, I feel like, you know, as a middle-aged white guy, you just stand in the background and try and, like, listen and be supportive. He does that by supporting a range of causes. Moby's full proceeds from all visible objects go to a charity, one for each track on the album, including the ACLU and the Good Food Institute. And considering his age and these days of downloads, Moby composed all visible objects with this pair of principles. The self-evident realization that for the most part, people don't buy albums, people don't really listen to albums, and people especially don't listen to albums made by 54-year-old guys who refuse to tour and barely do interviews. And that liberates him to go back to why he started making music in the first place. You sort of use it as an opportunity to just make music purely for the love of music. You know, there's no financial remuneration. And it should be utterly self-evident that the creative aspect of music creation should be the only thing that's important about music creation. Moby has made an album that harkens back to his earlier dance music sound with four on the floor drum machine grooves, screaming electronic melodies and field holler vocal cries. You know, it's funny because I don't have, I just don't have a good answer. Like what compelled me to go back to you know, 4-4 four, four electronic dance music. Because I always liked it. But, you know, I haven't really made conventional 4-4 four, four rhythm pattern electronic dance music since early 90s. And I honestly can't figure out what has led 
me to sort of go back to this genre and this approach to writing. The first half of Moby's All Visible Objects is marked by these churning anthemic dance songs, many of them with Apollo Jane doing the vocals as she does on this track, Morningside. Moby took an approach to her singing that he took to the archival recordings of Play. Oh, I actually just played the song and said, could you please improvise a few times? And then once she improvised, I went through and chopped it up and sort of treated it as if I had an old acapella record from you know the late 60s, early 70s. Most of the songs on all visible objects were written in 2019, but in the pandemic times in which I'm speaking with him, some seem presciently appropriate. Too much change sounds like a lament for the pandemic. I mean, it was written about nine months ago, so it wasn't necessarily informed by the apocalypses that we're living through. But Denise Apollo Jane, who's the singer on the song, She texted me recently and she said, you know, it's both weird and a little disconcerting that this song is so apt, you know, because when it was written, the world was still relatively normal. And it's the confusion aspect of it is, you could say, broadly speaking, is the human condition, you know, because the human condition is one of complete uncertainty. What are we supposed to feel? even more on the nose as the call to arms of Power is Taken. It was released as a single weeks before the George Floyd murder and subsequent protests. We who hate oppression must fight against the oppressors. My management company came to me and said, oh, should we re-release Power is Taken? And I was like, oh no, no, no. (laughs) The times do not call for more anger. You know, like if anything, I was like, let's just release quiet instrumentals. Like I feel like I don't want to 
do anything that would stoke people's anger and vitriol anymore. Like, it's the absolute wrong song for this time because it's too perfect of a song for this time. We who hate oppression must fight against the oppressor. Power is not shared. Power is taken. We who hate oppression must fight against the oppressor. Power is not shared. Power is Taken is a high-energy song, but then there are the quiet instrumentals like Separation, the title track, and a mysterious song called Tessie. It's spelled T-E-C-I-E, and it's the name of a film script he's written and an acronym for something that Moby will not reveal. So I put it to my Facebook friends to interpret. You want to hear a few? Sure thing. Okay. The elite can infect everyone. Solid. I, I, it's probably better than the acronym I have. <laughs> the earth can identify evil. Also good. I'm feeling like maybe I should rethink my <laughs> commitment to what the acronym means. Trump's evil crimes injure everybody. The, these acronyms, what people are coming up with, is way better than what it actually means. In a very zen one, the essence carries its existence. Dude, yeah. I'm, I'm impressed. I thought there were going to be kind of prurient or what have you, but no, I'm no, sure no. those are there as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are smarter and better than what it actually means, I think. is definitely in a more introspective mood these days. Some of that might be the corona quarantine, although he says it hasn't changed his life that much. I don't have relationships. I mean, my last relationship was four years ago. Um, I don't really go on dates. I'm leading, in my case, a fairly monastic existence. And despite writing power is taken, he's not out on the protest ramparts. And I feel odd talking about it because I am a 54-year-old white guy, but like my friends in the Black Lives Matter movement, when the looting started, they were horrified, you know, and they said nothing will ruin what they're trying to accomplish more than fires and broken windows. And if you saw, like, it very quickly got shut down, you know, and it, it wasn't necessarily shut down by the authorities. It was shut down by, you know, the leaders of this movement who said, like, you know, they want to accomplish something, and every time a store gets burned or a window gets broken, it actually hurts their cause. But you know what? That got people's attention. It definitely did. Silence has no meaning. Other than writing his books and his art, Moby hasn't been one to cast back into his life, but all visible objects has a nostalgic aura, especially when he covers Roxy Music's My Only Love from 1980. Is Moby yearning for more innocent days? Sometimes. In a weird way, 
I'm very grateful for the fact that you can dip into the past when you want to in a Proustian way of like, it's there, you know, this reservoir of fully formed memories. I think the danger is either like spending too much time in the past, at least for me, or the danger of somehow thinking that the past was a lot more halcyon-ish than it actually was. Let me tell you something There's a change in me definitely not living in the past, but his throwback to the music of the future that he helped create in the 1980s seems perfectly right for these times. Moby's latest album is All Visible Objects on Mute Records. If you want to get a hold of Moby's new album, All Visible Objects, I'll have a link for it in the posting for this podcast. You can find it at echoes.org. I've also got links to his two very entertaining and sometimes controversial memoirs, Porcelain and Then It All Fell Apart. Next week on Echoes, I've got links, and I don't mean the things that you click on on a webpage. It's the electronic pop persona of Sarah Kendall, who also used to record under that name. Her album, Become the Root, is a powerful coming-of-age dark electronic statement. That's next week on the Echoes podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review while you're at it. I'm John DiLibretto. This has been the Echoes podcast from PRX. See you next week, tonight on the radio, somewhere in the country, or online right now on Echoes.